According to the paperwork, it says that I was about two and a half years when I was found, and I was found in November 1971. But uh, other paperwork in my file says that maybe I was actually six months younger than that. So if I'm six months younger, that means now I could be six months younger, which would be so nice to be able to say. Hi, I'm Christine. I am currently in Korea studying Korean. And I am a mom of four kids, and I was adopted to the United States when I was about three years old. Hi, I'm Kim. I'm um, 50 years old. I live in Belgium, in Arturnaut, Antwerp. I came to the United States in 1972 to be adopted by a beautiful family with uh, five other children, so I made number six. I grew up in Belgium with my parents who adopted me, and they had uh, two boys from their own and three Korean adopted children. Being adopted was something that I never didn't know. I never was um, interested in finding my parents in Korea because I had a good life here. I had my brothers, my sisters. I had a lot of friends. The fact that I'm Korean and my brothers are six foot four, six foot two, six foot red hair, freckles, it was very obvious that I came from somewhere else. As an adopted child, I don't know anything about my medical history and uh, I want to know if there were uh, hereditary medical problems. I would always look at other people uh, and wonder if uh, they were Asian, if they were my family. I lived in a small Italian town where the amount of Asian people were less than what I could count on one hand, so I always just wanted to know who my family was. I wanted to see other Korean people. I was excited when a girl came to school in my senior year in high school. She was Korean. Wow, mom, there's a Korean at school. My mom says, Christine, she didn't give you the time of day. And that broke my heart. While serving in Korea during the early days of the Korean conflict, Colonel Hess became deeply concerned with the plight of thousands of children orphaned by war. My mom always said that the reason I was adopted was because Korea was affected by the war and they were very poor and there were more children than they could uh, deal with. She would say to me that your mom gave you up because she loved you because she wanted you to have a better life. I can remember talking to my mom about looking for my uh, family in Korea and it always came back with there's no information because you were found at a railroad station. I was searching via uh, Google for a DNA kit and the first thing I clicked on was my heritage. I came across a Facebook group that was for Korean adoptees, and in there they were giving DNA kits to Korean adoptees looking for their families. 
So I did the test. I waited a month or something. So I got the kit. I did the test, came back with nothing spectacular, and then I uploaded my DNA to my heritage. It was late at night. I um, was sitting in the living room when I opened my uh, laptop. I saw the message. My husband was sitting next to me and I said to him, look, they say I have a sister, a full sister. And he said, no, that's not true. Go to sleep, you have to work in the the morning. I open up the MyHeritage website and I see Belgium, Kim, full sister. 10 minutes later, I thought, I'm going to send her a little message. I don't know what I sent. It was something like, hey, Christine, uh, I am Kim from Belgium. It said, how are you? Are you Korean from birth? Are you adopted? Greetings, Kim. And now I'm just crying. I cannot believe that I found a full sister. So I message Kim And I'm like, call me, Facebook me, you know, we need to talk. And she contacts me right away on Facebook and we start messaging. And I tried to get her to FaceTime with me. She's like, no, I can't. I'm tired and I have to work in the morning. But I finally kept talking to her to the point where she decided that she would FaceTime with me. And there was a Korean face looking at me and it was my sister. And it was pretty amazing. The first thing I I thought was, whoa, she is very small. (laughs) So small is she. I I am very much taller than her. Um, I think we do have the same eyes. uh, But for the rest, um, there's nothing that you can uh, compare it on the outside. In the inside, we are more alike. When you think about Kim and I growing up in two different uh, countries, two different environments, uh, not knowing each other at all, you would think that we would be very, very different. But it turns out that we both had girls the same year. We both had boys the same year. Uh, We both laugh a lot. And we're both very silly. Her husband actually had skepticism on us being related at all. But since we had talked that night and he walked in on our, our video chatting and he lis- he's listening for a little while. And then he comes to the realization and he says, yeah, you two are sisters. He says... You have the same expressions, you have the same voice. That's a second Kim I see here. So, of course, we needed to meet. And when you think about where to meet, you could think, well, it'd be easy just to go to one person's country. But if we were in Kim's country, in Belgium, then it would have been on her terms. And if we had 
met in the United States, then it would have been my environment and my terms. Yes, I want um, to be somewhere neutral because if we don't like each other, then we can go separate ways. And otherwise I was stuck in her place or she was stuck in my place. And I was very afraid that something like that would happen. So we had the idea and it made so much sense that we would meet in Korea, a place that we last were together. She had never been there, so I would get to experience with her her first time going. So we planned the whole thing. We were going to meet at the Daegu Railroad Station. She arrived the day before me. I um, flew for the first time, and um, it was quite a shock. I was just looking at the people there. It was amazing. They looked like me. I knew I belonged there. It felt like home. I wanted to be one of them. I arrived and had to drive down to the train station, which is like a four or five hour drive in the snow. And when I got there, she was still coming by train. Turn right and then you have reached your destination. We just got to the parking garage next to the train station that Kim was abandoned and we're going to meet in a few minutes. And there's only a few minutes left before the rest of my life is totally different. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> the music. <laughs> Is that tell us that the train's coming? Is that why they did the music? Yeah. The doors uh, go open and um, I jump out. I smash my things on the ground and saw Christine standing with her face to the wall and her back to the train. And I was thinking, why are you standing with your back to me? I kind of wanted to be surprised. So I turned around from where the train came from so that I could just, like, turn around and see her as opposed to watch her coming. I wasn't really there, but I was, like, watching what was going on, thinking to myself how much I've wanted this my whole life. <laughs> then when I saw her, I just wanted to hold her. <laughs> It was amazing. I hope I remember that moment forever. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> that moment she she turns and I knew she um, was gonna cry. <laughs> it's different than video shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. It is. I'm crying, she's not crying. Kim's like, I'm Belgian, I don't cry. And I just can't believe that I'm holding my sister in my arms. <laughs> oh. 
Christy. <laughs> Time stood still, like they say in English, I think. <laughs> so, uh, I, I remember it was um, very crowded in, in, in the station. But when we done hugging and looking at each other, the place was empty, really empty. mom so I had kids so it's like that's a wonderful time in my life but having my sister in my arms was an amazing moment in my life there's nothing that matches that moment So our trip to Korea after the meeting, we had roughly eight days together that we could make up for 40 some odd years. <laughs> so we shopped, we ate, we talked, we danced, we sang, we did interviews all over the place. Uh, we went to the areas where she was found and her orphanage. We did a birth family search for her by putting around flyers. You are Kim. Come in. This is your home. Oh, oh. Oh, didn't find anything new about our bird parents. Because we were found as opposed to dropped off, there was no one that could leave information to trace back to. So we both left Korea again without having any other information to find our family. So even though we left Korea with no information, I still have a strong desire to find any more family. I found out that you could become a Korean citizen if you're adopted. So I pursued getting my F4 visa and then my dual citizenship. And so now I am a Korean citizen and an American citizen. I also started taking Korean language classes in the States, and then I flew over to Korea to continue the Korean language classes. And right now I am in the third level of Korean language classes. If I ever do find Korean family, I will be able to communicate with them. Uh, also, there has been the opportunity to be on some talk shows, but because I didn't speak Korean, they didn't want me. And the talk shows are particular to elderly Koreans so that if my family was out there watching, this would probably be the shows they would be watching. We want to be with you and we want to hug you and to hold you and tell you that everything's gonna be okay because we're together, which is probably what you wanted. You probably wanted us to be together. And now we found each other and now we'd like to find you. Oma? Papa. 
I don't think we're gonna find them. We are middle-aged women. She's 52, I'm 50. And let's say that we have to believe our uh, adoption papers. There was a woman from 30 years old that gave me away. And the chances that we find somebody is very small. And I don't want that Christine gets disappointed again because she wants it so badly. And what if we found them and they reject us? It's gonna be very hard for Christine then. So after Kim and I met in 2019, uh, when we parted, it seemed like, uh, it just seemed like it was over. It was a terrible feeling. Like, I didn't want her to go away. It was like, uh, if this ends, when are we going to see each other again? Because life gets away from you. Things just keep going on, and the things you want to do, you don't get to do. But me being the determined person that I am, the next month, I flew to Belgium, and we spent like five days together. I met her family, visited the places she went to school, worked at, everything, uh, met her children. And then after that, we saw each other every month, once a month, until COVID happened. And the borders were closed, and that's the last time I saw her. In in real life, we text and then and we video chat. The next time I am going to see Christine uh, would be in Korea, where my daughter is um, studying there. So I hope, I hope that um, it's going to work like we planned. And then when I'm retired, then I plan to go with Christine for several months, uh, a year, living in, in Korea with her and catch up the things we never could do together there. Sometimes we joke about that we're going to retire in Korea and we're going to open up a, a sewing shop and learn how to make hanboks and just enjoy each other's company while uh, being in Korea. That's the plan. I don't know it's going to work, but that's the plan. <laughs> People don't know what it is like to have your own biological uh, family. It's make me completer and it makes me um, to know more about me, myself. I didn't know for sure I had a sister, but I put my DNA in the MyHeritage system and without me doing anything else, I didn't do anything else. And then my sister just popped up. I wish that I knew it very sooner and that we had more time together. <laughs>